What is up, people? This is Jake with Radio Underland coming to you, coming to you live from, uh, come on, lower the volume, you damn thing. There we go. Coming to you live from the pod trailer here. Uh, a lot of news going on today. In fact, I thought it was going to be a slow news day, but psh, I was wrong. Um, we've got some crazy stories to get to today. Uh, I'm just looking over here. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. It's getting picked up by Fox. The Republican, the Republican-backed elephant news show, is bringing in a transgender host. Wait, that shouldn't happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But Caitlyn Jenner, she's not a real trans person. She has like conservative values. Whatever. She's still. Tra- I don't see any of the other news networks putting up a tranny, a uh, trans trans person. Can't say tranny. Um, what else is going on? Biden says he's going to release 1 million barrels of oil a day from the Federal Reserve over the next 180 days. That sounds great, right? You're going to see this all over the news. Biden's coming to the rescue. He's releasing oil, and it's going to save the day. Well, not really. Uh, what is What does that really equate to when it hits our pocketbook? It equates to maybe 10 to 30 cents a gallon. Ooh, whoopee. Yeah, so it's not going to bring your gas prices down. It's not going to be this whatever. Now, that in combination with what was tried to be passed in California uh, a couple weeks ago, where the elephants in Sacramento were going against the donkeys in Sacramento, and the elephants wanted to give a gas tax holiday, which I believe was about 56 cents, um, and then the donkeys, of course, said no, but... If that would have happened, too, in conjunction with another 10 to 30 cents from Biden releasing from the Federal Reserve, that would have been nice. That would have been, you know, could have been almost a dollar off, 80 cents, 50, 60, 70, 80. It would have been nice, but that didn't happen. But we are getting the Biden break, the 10 cent a gallon Biden break. So instead of $6.20 a gallon, you could be paying $6.10 a gallon. Yeah. Democrats go out there and suck grandpa Biden's dick because he's making it happen for you. Your sugar daddy is in full effect. Probably shouldn't say that. Well, this new show is not for kids. Uh, what else is going on out there? Uh, well, there's a story about a mom that brought a gun to a high school, uh, following some threats to her kid and she was blown away by the cops. Uh, what else do we have? I have some interesting statistics about transgender in the gay population. It's funny because this is not intended to slam by any means, but when you think about the United States and you think about, well, where's the highest population of trans people living in the United States? Well, I mean, come on. Top of the list has got to be San Francisco. Everybody's got to be, say, San Francisco, right? San Francisco, possibly Los Angeles, Hollywood. No, there's a place that has twice, twice, 200% more than those three that I mentioned. And it's very interesting where that's located. It might surprise you. Uh, we're going to get to that. And it makes a lot of sense when, <laughs> when you really break it down. Um, what else is going on? Oh, DeSantis and Disney. Okay. Uh, so DeSantis, he, okay. So Disney's been getting their little Mickey Mouse hand gloves involved in the policy that DeSantis has been making down in Florida. And DeSantis says, hey, I'm not here to appease corporate a corporation out of California. I'm here to do what's best for my citizens, right? And so he made a very, very, very threatening comment. And that comment was he, he, he approached the repeal of Disney World's self-governance in Florida. 
Now, I'm going to break that down, too, but was, because what does that mean? You have to understand, and I'm going to get into more details on this, but back in the 60s, I believe it was 67, Disney went in there and bought 27,000 acres under different corporations, different shield corporations and everything. The Disney's name was not even mentioned. So they grabbed this whole 27,000 acres, and then they went to Florida, and they convinced Florida to make them their own municipality. What does that mean? They supply their own sewer, they supply their own water, they supply their own fire, they supply everything. They're self-sustaining, right? They are their own magic kingdom. They they control their liquor license. They issue they open up a restaurant, they issue a liquor license to themselves. They are self-governed area. It's unprecedented in Florida. So what DeSantis was saying is that he said he went on to say that I don't agree with a corporations getting that getting that kind of special treatment. So them are fighting words for Disney. Disney's been doing its own thing down there. I'll get into more details on that. What else is going on? Um, okay, here's the first story that I actually want to get into in its uh, entirety. 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 Now, this story is coming in. It's coming in a little hot. There's some details that need to be worked out. There's, there's, you know, we've, we've, ta- we've, ta- we've talked about a lot of news, breaking news stories, which haven't been confirmed yet in their entirety, uh, but we've been pretty good. We've hit most of them right on the head. Well, here's one that's up with a lot of controversy. And first, let me ask you this question. Okay, how would you feel? How would you feel as a parent of a student in a school? How would you feel if your school had stepped in to help your son transition to a female? And that that school without the parent's knowledge, had placed that student in a position with a doctor where the child was actually being prescribed hormone blockers or puberty blockers to help him in his transition from a boy to a female. How would you feel about that? All of this going on behind your back. Well, allegedly in this story, what's going on is there's a school nurse that had enough of this, right? And she said she had 12 different students, only two of those students the parents were even aware of what was going on. But she mentioned one student in particular that was having a transgender hormone blocking procedure type, whatever medication being taken, completely unknown to the parents. And it was all through the school's intervention, et cetera. This nurse came out and talked about it. And of course, she got fired immediately. She hasn't commented other than the fact that she confirmed that what she said online was true, but she hasn't really commented. I'm assuming. She's probably getting legal advice from somebody not to say anything, but here's the story. And this story is about is I believe it's in Connecticut. Okay. So it says here, school nurse fired for exposing school, putting 11 year old on puberty blockers. So what she did, a Connecticut school nurse has been suspended over a Facebook post revealing that an 11 year old at the school where she worked was on puberty blockers. Kathleen Cataford, who worked at Richard J. Kinzella Magnet School in Hartford, Connecticut, was axed from her role Monday over the post, which was branded transphobic. Writing on a local mom's group in response to requests for local school recommendations, the 77-year-old said, investigate the school curriculum. CT is a very socially liberal, gender-confused state, is what the post read. It continued, and this is Kathleen Catterford stating on a Facebook group as a public school nurse, I have an 11 year old female student on puberty blockers and a dozen identifying as non-binary all but two keeping this a secret from their parents with the help of teachers, social workers, 
and school administration. Teachers and social workers are spending 37.5 hours a week influencing your children, not necessarily teaching our children what you think is being taught. Catterford went on to complain to claim that the children are introduced to this confusion in kindergarten. Daily Mail's now this is why I'm saying it's not completely confirmed. Daily Mail, we know how reputable Daily Mail is, but come on, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. So take it for what it's worth, grain of salt. I don't know. Uh, but let's just say that what she's saying is true. If this is a true story, which we don't know yet exactly, but if it's a true story where a school is getting social workers involved with your children, getting medical professionals involved with your children, and making all this stuff happen underneath without any parental consent, without any parental knowledge. I mean, we've seen stories before. We've seen it happen over and over where a parent gets called into a meeting and they have no idea. And apparently their kid's been uh, a, a different sex at school for the last year. These stories pop up all the time. How does that make you feel? And then you wonder why DeSantis down in Florida is doing the, you know, parental consent bill, parental, uh, you know, where, well, known as the don't say gay bill, uh, where these topics can't even be approached. I mean, we've done other stories in Oakland, in Oakland, where they're doing the transition closets, right? So a kid has the right to go to school dressed as their parents find to be appropriate for school. They go into the transition uh, closet. These transition closets are supplied with clothes, with binding materials to bind their breast if they want to transition from a girl to a boy. And these transition closets in Oakland, which they're trying to take nationwide, the student goes in there, can change into the identity, gender identity of their choice and live their day through school. The schools are on board to call them by their whatever name they request to be called, their new gender identity name. And then they go back into that closet before they go home and change back into their parental approved clothing so that the parents are none the wiser. Now, I wish I was making this up. I wish this was an April Fool's joke, but it is not. This is what is happening in America. This is what is happening in these schools. This is what's happening in these overly progressive districts of school districts across the country. Now, you might not like that. I don't like that. I'm assuming there's a lot of people that don't like that. But, you know, I was reading this whole other article. I was reading this whole other article, and, and I, maybe I can get to that too later, of, of why, disproportionately to any other occupation, why there are so many LGBTQAI plus people drawn to academics and teaching. Um, there's scientific studies out there that have researched this that have found that the, 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 the teaching environment, the academics, academics, uh, because it's a lot, it's a lot of solitary, uh, study work on your own terms. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a more, it's, it's not a, it's, it's, it's a safe space. It's a safe space for LGBTQAI plus people. And it really has drawn a, 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 a disproportionately large number of the LGBTQAI plus community into teaching, the teaching faculty and academics. So that sets up for this perfect storm. You know, it, you know, the thing is transgender is so much in the news right now, right? It's all over in the news. You see it everywhere. So it makes you think that this has got to be a huge issue. This is a, a huge thing that we need to deal with. We need to deal with trans rights, all this other kind of, what is the actual percent of the population that is trans? It's less than 1%. It's about 0.6%. You know what I mean? So how is it this very, very small segment of the population is getting so much attention? 
Do you know why are we passing laws for the NFL fans? You know, the 67% of Americans claim to be NFL fans that watch games on TV or online. That's a hell of a lot more people than 1%, less than 1%, 0.6% of people that are trans. You know, why aren't we passing laws for the NFL fans? Why don't we give them the Monday off after the Super Bowl? You know, because 67% of the country is an NFL fan. But here we are doing all this other kind of stuff for this little segment of the population that's less than 1%. This little segment of the population, less than 1%, but we're designing our curriculum around that and indoctrinating kids into this. Now, I fully expect these percentages to skyrocket with the amount of indoctrination that's going on in the public schools. You know, I don't know. Call me what you will. I didn't mean to get off on that side tangent, but you know, here it is. So, so the story is, is this Kathleen Cataford out at her school and social workers, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of implications there, violations of medical records. She didn't give any names and all that kind of stuff, but that's going on where she out at her school and she was immediately fired and she was exposing a school district mixed with social workers um, issuing puberty blockers to an 11 year old student, 11 years old, 11 years old. And see, that's another thing that I have a massive problem with is the age of what this stuff is happening at 11 years old, an 11 year old. They're still questioning whether or not Santa's fucking real. Okay. And we're going to give them puberty blockers that are going to impair them for the rest of their life and have permanent repercussions. They can, an 11 year old cannot understand those decisions. And so for a school district and a social worker to leave it up to that student and to agree with them and to make life altering decisions for that child at 11 years old, come on, man, something is sick. Something is twisted. It's not right. It is not right. And to do this all without any parental knowledge of what's going on. Woo, that's deep. That's heavy. And then you wonder why there's such a homeschool move, movement in this country where people just want to get their kids out of this. Because you could be taken, you could be totally, as a parent, you don't know. You just don't know. Once it, you once you hand your kid over to the custody of the school, right, for that six, seven, eight hours a day, seven hours a day, whatever it is, 37 hours a week, you just don't know what's going on. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm all for like, you know, I hate more regulation, but at the same time, if, if they're going to hide stuff from the parents, I put some cameras in the classroom, let the parents be able to just, you know, click in and see what's being taught, you know, maybe give, give a little bit of accountability, at least make the teacher feel like big brother's watching or the parents are watching. I can't just get away with whatever the hell I want to do. You know, let's do something, something, because this is out of control. Homeschool your kids. This shit's, you know, it's ridiculous. Oh, oh, there you go. Hey, check this out. Here's the situation. Say you out with your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You know, you're at school. You at a club or something, getting busy. All right, you just having fun. Somebody steps up to you and they tell you they want to rumble. All right, now, now just stop for a second. Before you lose your head, get all crazy and toss your hands up, just think. The person that uses their head can always defeat the person that's just trying to use their hands. Now, remember that, because the more you know. Well, that didn't age well, did it? As I sip on my mushroom coffee that is supposed to help my intellect, which I don't think it's doing a great job. Anyways, 
Uh, the more you know with Will Smith. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into all that nonsense that's going on. But what I am going to get into right now is DeSantis and Disney. And I told you I was going to get on this earlier. And uh, yeah, we're going to do it right now. Let me pull up something. So first off, what I'm going to go with is what DeSantis said that uh, uh, is sparking this whole this whole conversation about Disneyland and its municipality and its special privileges in there Florida. There are certain entities that have exerted a lot of, of influence through, through corporate um, uh, means uh, to generate special privileges in the law. Um, I don't think we should have special privileges in the law at all. They've got so far over their skis on this on this parental rights stuff uh, because I think they're used to having their way and they're not used to having people that will stand in their way and say, actually, the state of Florida is going to be governed by the best interests of the people in Florida. You know, we're certainly not going to bend a knee uh, to woke executives in California. Now, Disney is. All right. All right. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. So. So. What he's alluding to is the special privileges privileges that Disney has in Florida. And you may ask, what are those special privileges? Well, they've got a lot of them. Okay. Let me, I got to pull up my facts regarding this. Uh, first off, let's talk about the bill itself and, and Disney's opposition to this. Now you have to realize we're going to get to the Disney thing. In just saying Disney is opposing a bill that is refraining five to seven-year-olds from having gender identity discussed in class. Disney's going balls deep all in to oppose this bill that is objecting to five to seven-year-olds being taught about gender identity in the school. The problem Disney's having is, is I think Disney bought into the hype and I don't think they actually read the bill before they start opening up their mouth and getting involved in this conversation. And I'll tell you why. I believe that most people haven't read the bill because statistically, overall, in this country right now, once people have read the bill, 61% to 26% support that overall. Okay. Regarding Republicans, 70% support it to 23%. Regarding independence, 58 support the bill as opposed to 26% objecting it. And the number that really, really brings us home of how twisted this bill is in the media is Democrats that have read the bill. 55% support it and 29% do not. If you're a parent, regardless of your political party, and you've read the bill, 67% support it and 24% do not. If you know somebody that is LGBTQIAI+, okay, if you just know a gay person, which I don't know who doesn't know a gay person, but if you know a gay person, you support the bill 61% to 28%. So the problem that Disney has is I don't think they had a clear understanding of what the bill was, and they just started running their mouth because they had employees, a small segment of the population that started bitching about it because in the media, this got brought up as the don't say gay bill. And they just went out there and said, well, we're going to use all of our legal to, to defeat this bill. And they started lipping off, right? They started making a big deal. So DeSantis comes back and says, I don't agree with these corporations from California. I don't believe in any corporations having special rights in Florida. What is he talking about? Well, those are fighting words. And I'll tell you why. 
let me pull up this article. Oh, 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 it's not, it's not clickable. I have to actually copy and paste. This is where I could use a tech team on this show, but whatever, we'll get it. We'll get it. Just give me a second. So back in, okay, this article is from Popular Mechanics and it goes into the whole um, um, enchilada of breaking down why Disney World has its own government. And there's this great video in there. It's about a seven minute video. I watched it earlier. We don't need to get into it in that much of a detail. But basically what happened was Florida legislator granted the park extreme unilateral control over their land. In 1965, okay, Walt Disney began buying land for a new theme park in Florida. The success of Disneyland and the subsequent sprawl of trashy businesses around it made Disney very much aware of the potential for a second park on the East Coast. So what was going on was he built Disney and then all these little crappy wax museums and these other little hotels started, these rinky dink hotels started sprouting up around Disneyland. And Walt's biggest complaint was after he built Disneyland is that he didn't buy up more property around to control what was going on around the park. So that was a big regret of his. He couldn't control it. So when he went in to get Disney, Disney World in Florida, he went in under many different corporations. Disney's name was never mentioned. And then basically they bought 27,000 acres. That's about the size of the city of San Francisco. Okay. He not only bought the 27,000 acres, he got it for about $5 million. Nothing was going on in the middle of Florida. Okay. It was all swamps and orange groves. Walt comes in there and does that, right? So then Florida finally finds out that this is a Disney project, whatever. They own basically the size of a full city in the middle of Florida. Once the land was secured, the campaign for total control over the area began. As it's explained in this video down below, I'm not going to play the video because it's seven minutes long, but it breaks it down beautifully. Disney petitioned the Florida legislature for a special district that would allow corporation control over sewage, roads, building permits, and many other facets of municipal control in the area. They got it. And in 1967, the Reedy Creek Improvement District was created. Now, the Reedy Creek Improvement District basically is all of Disney's property. Okay? So they got it passed through the legislation that they control this as a municipality. Okay? They control the sewer. They control the police. They control the fire. They control the liquor license. They control everything that goes on. Building permits. They control their own building permits. Okay? They are the kings of this domain. They really don't answer to anybody. Okay? So they have this set up there. So when DeSantis is saying that, hey, you know, I don't know if that's right, that they the, a, cup, a company out of California has all these e extra rights. They even have rights regarding taxes. See, for Florida back in 1967, it was a, it was a slamming deal. Because they don't have to pay for the police. They don't have to pay for the fire department. They don't have to put in the sewers. They don't have to do anything. It's its own self-contained entity. And it's still going to bring a mass of people into Florida. So they're going to cash in on other ways. Now, did they imagine it getting as big as it is today and missing out on some of that tax revenue that's going on there in the municipality of, what is it, Reedy Creek Improvement District? I don't know. But DeSantis, what he was saying is, is like, okay, listen, listen, Disney, you want to come against this bill, which... I believe, I personally believe Disney has no idea what's, what's in the bill. If you want to come at us against this bill, he threw it out there that, you know, maybe you shouldn't have those special privileges, privileges in our state. Now, Florida has fought this before. They've gone to the Florida Supreme Court or whatever uh, to fight this thing, and they won. But DeSantis, 
that's not just a small statement that he's saying. He's saying, hey, you know, Disney, we could be coming for you in a way. So that's some big threats going back and forth. Uh, the district includes two municipalities inside it, Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista. And this gave the corporation an unprecedented level of control. And how did they control it? Well, only landowners in the district, which Disney is the landowner, only landowners in the district can vote to on governance for the district, thus giving Disney the upper hand in decision-making. The powers granted are far-reaching. For example, Disney can issue their own liquor license to themselves. They largely do not use surrounding counties' infrastructure, instead building their own water, fire departments, transportation, and emergency services. Disney World is what it looks like if you give a corporation full control over an area of land as big as San Francisco. It worked out great for the company, which counts on the park for 14% of its $2 billion yearly earnings, and it's been a boon for Florida as well. The park turned Central Florida into an economic powerhouse and tourism destination. It's also a huge source of employment for people living in the area with 62,000 employees at the park. Now, this article was written in uh, 2000, looks like 2018. So, you know, some of these numbers might be off, but it still gets to the gist of the of how it's set up down there in Florida. It's hard. To, it's harder to quantify what else the park has done, both in terms of environmental impact and and loss of taxes for the surrounding counties and state. But the story is certainly fascinating peek into what you can get away with as a multinational Fortune 500 company who annexes a piece of land large enough to hold a major city. So that's what's going on. DeSantis, Disney, DeSantis is throwing down some, you know, some heavy. I mean, DeSantis isn't afraid of getting involved in court. We know that. Hell, he's suing the federal government over the transportation mask mandates on federal transportation. Uh, so, uh, oh, you may, let me throw this up real quick. Let me see if I can blow this up because you're wondering about the statistics. This was uh, Public Opinion Strategies, March 25th through 28th, 2022. Uh, these were the statistics I was quoting about overwhelming majority support of Florida parental rights bill. And those are the numbers. You can take note of that. I wasn't pulling it out of my ass. Yes, I know it's up on Fox News, but it's from the public opinion strategies. Anyways, that's that. Crazy, crazy. I mean, what would happen if Florida really stepped up and said, okay, Disney, you don't really, you don't really, uh, you don't have the control that you used to. You can't build a restaurant and supply your own liquor license. You can't uh, issue your own building permits. You can't do all these other things. Self-regulated kind of situation. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so now I want to get into a story. <clears throat> it's not really a story. It's just I happened to be Googling last night. And uh, I was looking because I was like, oh, man, all this transgender in the news, right? All this, it's, it's all over the place. How many people are really transgender? Well, I found some statistics. And uh, uh, and, and here they are. And, and, and I found something very interesting. Okay, so what they're talking about is the percentage of the population here that identifies as transgender. And you have it, most states are around 0.5, 0 0.6%. So, so, so for instance, for the first line here, you have Alabama, right? Alabama um, has 0.61%. It's the 15th most transgender friendly state uh, out there. Uh, number one, no, why is it talking about rank? Anyways, I'll, I'll tell you what. But anyways, most of these are less, they're all less than 1%. Most of them are less than half a percent. 
Some of them, some of the higher areas like California, for instance, is 0.76%. But there's one area, there's one area that just blows these numbers way out of proportion. Now, remember, California is number two with 0.76% of adults claiming that they're transgender. Where could it be higher? Cue the Jeopardy music. Dun, 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 dun. Put your put your vote in the comments, right? Is it Hawaii? Is it New York? Or how about Washington, D.C.? Washington, D.C. All right, remember, number two is California with 0.76. Washington, the D.C., the District of Columbia, is a whopping 2.77%. That's what, 300 times more population of transgender people? In D.C., a very small area? Is why? Why are so many transgender people attracted to Washington, D.C.? <laughs> well, according to the New York Times, 10% of the population of um, Washington, D.C. claims to be lesbian gay, uh, which is pretty high compared to the rest of the national average. Um, the national average has been ticking up continuously. And, you know, back in 2016, it was 4.1%. 2017, 4.5%. And then we jump all the way up to 2020 and it's 5.6%. And then in 2021, it's 7.1%. But still, Washington, D.C. is another 3% higher than that. So Washington, D.C., it's interesting because it goes low key. Um, nobody really talks about it, but it is kind of the mecca of the gay nightlife and gay community. Um, Washington, D.C. hosts two different newspapers that are gay newspapers. Uh, one of them's The Blade, and I forget the name of the other one. Um, they have an extremely outrageous gay nightlife. I mean, they're basically shutting down streets and having high hill drag races, all kinds of stuff going on. But the thing that, that and, and all right, sounds like a party. Sounds like a good night out. Let me go out with a couple of my gay friends, and I'm sure we'd have a lot of fun. But what's interesting is I think most Americans, if we were to sit down and we were to say, all right, for the next 20 years, San Francisco is going to drive the policies of this country and determine the direction of which we go. People would freak the fuck out. Would they be like, oh, San Francisco's outrageous. There's too much. It's just a, it's just a free-for-all, blah, 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 blah. Well, Washington, D.C. is 300% more gay than California, which houses San Francisco, and they are the ones driving the country. Nobody talks about this. It's like, it's like it's under wraps. It's like it's low-key. This is where our politicians hang out, and it is gay, 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 gay. But that still doesn't answer the question of why are so many, why is there such a strong indoctrination in our schools from public school teachers with a gay agenda approaching our kids? Why are they fighting about not being able to indoctrinate five to seven-year-olds with gay ideology or LGBTQAI+. Well, there's an article about that, too. And I'm going to get to that. Let me pull this out. So this is a study about why, why disproportionately uh, academics attract the gay population. So let me get rid of this. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. So this is from Inside Higher Education. And this is way back in 2016 again. But it was an analysis suggesting that, first off, the, the headline is, Are Academics Dispropor Disproportionately Gay? And a new analyst suggests that that is the case and that academic work at once solitary and social in nature makes it particularly, particularly attractive to those who are not straight. Academic work is often solitary, but succeeding in the professorate 
I don't even know what that word is. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm just an everyday guy reading the news. Sue me. Um, anyway, so is that why gay women and men are disappropriately represented among academics? A new study investigating the phenomenon of occupational segregation argues that certain jobs, including that of professor, are particularly appealing to gay men and lesbians for these reasons, for the solitude. Concealable stigma and occupational segregation toward a theory of gay and lesbian occupations originally was published by Administrative Science Quarterly and featured recently in the London School of Economics and Political Sciences Business Review blog, uh, written by yada yada. doesn't matter. Uh, Let me get down here. Building on their earlier study of gay and straight workers, as well as the existing literature on concealable stigmas and stigma management, the authors developed several hypotheses about why certain kinds of jobs, including faculty positions, reportedly employ a disproportionate number of gay men and women. Task independence is likely to be particularly important for lesbian and gay workers. The authors predicted because they tend to see co-workers and supervisors as the most common source of potential mistreatment and discrimination in the workplace. So basically what it's saying is it's a safe environment. If you're gay, if you're lesbian, teaching academics is a safer, one of the safest environments that you can work in. Totally understandable. But what that translates to, people are attracted. And this is in 2016. I bet these numbers are going way up uh, because... You know, if one of you, you, you know, if one of your gay friends is a teacher and you think, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to be a teacher too. Yo, la, 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 you know, it just snowballs. But that's part of the reason back in 2016, they were saying that the gay population is attracted to academics and they're disproportionately represented in academics because that is the type of job that they seek out. That in turn, here we are today where the, the, the militant teaching of transgenders seems to be the big one right now when only about half a percent of the population is transgender. I mean, Biden was talking about it today or yesterday. It was transgender notice day or whatever. And Biden's coming out and that I hear you, your president sees you. And he's talking to less than a half a percent or a half a percent of the population. Why is this such a big deal? That's just the question that I'm asking. I don't know. Like I said earlier, 67% of the country says that they're NFL fans. How come we're not paying more attention to them? How come we're not fighting for their rights? How come we're not giving NFL fans the day after the Super Bowl as as a day off? How come we're making NFL fans work on Sunday when we know NFL fans can only watch football on Sundays? How come we're not sticking up for that 67% of the population? I don't hear shit about the NFL fans, but I hear everything about this half of a percent of America's culture. Why is this so important? I don't have the answer. I'm just kind of pointing out the differences of what's going on and why such a small segment of population is changing policy in this country from from coast to coast. Why this little segment of the population, even if you consider the the gay and lesbian, not transgender, but the 7% of the population determining policies and what's taught in schools in Florida. It seems very disproportionate to who actually lives in America. And that's basically all I have to say about that. It's just interesting. I don't know, but it seems like we're headed down this road and it's, it's being thrust in the face of a lot of people that 
don't care. They don't care if you're trans. They don't care if you're gay, but you're trying to legislate what that, that you demand to teach to our kids. Come on, 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 come on. It's deep, huh? It's deep. It's deep. It's, it's a strong agenda. And I, I, I can't wrap my head around why. Well, a mother who brought a gun to a high school following a fight was shot by police. A mother was shot by police, by a police officer outside of a high school in Atlanta after she showed up armed with a handgun. Police said that a group of students started fighting at Booker T. Washington High School during dismissal on Wednesday, March 30th in the afternoon. The fight quickly spilled outside and onto a neighboring property. And I quote, some girls came over and jumped my girls. That's how everything started, is what a homeowner told uh, WSB. They were fighting in my yard, jumping my children. A mother of one of the students arrived at the school a short time later and began waving the gun around and pointing it at all students. A police officer with Atlanta, with Atlanta Public Schools responded and ordered the woman to put down the weapon. When she refused, the officer shot her in the hand. She was treated in the scene by paramedics. No students or school employees were injured. Hey, that's, you know, hey, props to that guy. He shot her in the hand, put the situation to bed. What I'm surprised to know is uh, how did this happen when we have schools as anti-gun zones, gun-free zones? It's been legislated to death that you can't take a gun onto a school property. How did this happen? Because proof positive, once again, that laws do not stop criminals from doing illegal behavior. And that's why it doesn't matter how many laws our government puts on the books regarding gun control, gun, all this other kind of stuff. There's a gazillion guns on the street and criminals don't give a shit about your laws. She broke plenty of laws right there. She First of all, she brought a gun onto a gun-free, you know, property. She waved around at students. That's a, you know, threatening with a weapon. You can't do any of that stuff. She was breaking laws left and right. Laws don't stop this kind of stuff from happening. So uh, that's just an interesting story out of Atlanta. Let me minimize my screen so I can keep going. Uh, the other story I had, yeah, Biden's going to release 1 million uh, gallons of uh, fuel for my strategic reserves. And uh, basically, I, I started researching, doing the math on it. And it's basically, it's only going to be about a 10% to 30% cut at the pump. But the news story is that the U.S. will be releasing 1 million barrels of oil a day from the country's strategic petroleum reserve for the next six months in an effort to mitigate high gas prices. President Biden announced Thursday the move comes as Americans face gas prices north of $5 in some parts of the country, north of $6 if you're in Los Angeles, uh, due to factors like low domestic oil production and Russia invasion of Ukraine. They keep trying to blame everything on Ukraine, which is a small part of it, but this first part, low domestic oil production. And so that brings up a good question too, is how does Biden plan to replenish those strategic reserves? Um, that's not really stated, but for the next 180 days, they're going to be releasing 1 million barrels per day. Get a little relief at the pump, but not much. Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner has been hired by Fox News uh, as a contributor and a commentator. And I'm curious what's going to happen because Caitlin, uh, Caitlin, she even said, at least when I competed, I had enough, I had enough balls to compete against the men. Uh, she is not supportive in trans athletes competing against women. Um, that's for sure. So she's going to be a converse conservative voice with tits 
And did she get her penis removed? I don't know if she got her penis removed. I I, I don't want to know if she got her penis removed. Uh, but, you know, Fox is going to have an ace up their sleeve in some aspects because now they're going to have this person that is transgender coming out against this transgender nonsense. So uh, strategic move by Fox. I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. Uh, but according to this article, the New York uh, Associated Press Fox News Channel says it has hired Caitlyn Jenner as a contributor with her first appearance set for Thursday on Sean Hannity's program. Jenner, the former, former Olympic decathlete, ran an unsuccessful campaign for California governor last year. The network said she'll offer commentary and analysis analysis across various Fox News media platforms. Uh, Caitlin's story is an inspiration to us all, said Suzanne Scott, Fox News media CEO. She is a trailblazer in the LGBTQ plus community, and her illustrious career spans a variety of fields that will be a tremendous asset for our audience. So, Big ups to Caitlyn Jenner. I'm sure she's going to piss off a lot of people in the transgender community because she's going to be given a bigger platform to spread her shockingly conservative views. Uh, what else do we have? I did the shooting. I did that. I did this. Uh, oh, I didn't talk about this one. Okay. And this was another one of these. Uh, and the fact is, is the second one in Sacramento where students have done a hate hoax, where they put racial graffiti on the walls and they check the security camera footage and it happens to be black students that are doing it. Now, I am not going to make some generalization that all black kids are out there trying to make hate crimes, hoax hate crimes, because that would be just false. But there are two incidents that have happened in Sacramento. In fact, the last story that I covered, that was a hate hoax. It was another black student doing the same type of thing. So this particular story, uh, black students responsible for racist death threat at Sacramento High School. And it says all in, I'll let you fill in the blank of what you think that word is. All in should die. Was in pencil on the wall. And here's a security footage of the two students doing it. Doing it. Uh, two black students at a Sacramento, California high school are alleged to be responsible for acts of vandalism found on a wall in a school hallway in what is an apparent hate hoax. According to the Sacramento County Sheriff on March 22nd at approximately 514 p.m., officials at Rosemont High School in the Sacramento City Unified School District reported that they had discovered the all inward should die scrawled in pencil on the wall of a second floor hallway in the school building. Security footage obtained by school officials showed two juvenile black females writing the phrase on the wall, according to the sheriff's office. Through, though the vandalism resulted in minimal damage, the sheriff's office said in a statement that they are consulting with juvenile division of the district attorney's office as to if they should pursue criminal charges. Uh, no, I don't think they should pursue criminal charges. Um, it's just some troubled teens. Um, you know, I, I don't know what makes these teens feel this way to do this. Um, but they need some help. They need some help. It's not right. Um, you know, I, but once again, I blame all this, this racial divide on our media and, you know, the media pumping racial divide, racial, this racial, this racial, that, and the kids take it to heart. I mean, they're only a product of their environment. So yeah, not cool. Not cool. Let's get them some counseling. Let's talk to them. Uh, you know, but I, I'm curious what's going on in their head that they felt that that was a necessary to write on the wall. Obviously, they're troubled and they're tr troubled by racism. So, you know, kids need help. Kids are kids. Kids are dumb. That's why 11 year olds shouldn't be able to decide, you know, that they're on hormone blockers to block puberty uh, because the social worker and the school board, the school principal said so. Because kids are dumb. All kids are dumb. Even high schoolers are dumb.
senior high schoolers are dumb. Kids are dumb. Young people are dumb. I mean, come on. And, and, and you know, oh, that's over the top. You're, you're saying, no, come on, man. We all know that when we were young adults, when we were a freshman in high school, we thought we knew it all. Then when we were a senior in high school, we thought we knew it all. And then when we fast forward to we're 25, we realized we were dumb as fuck. Okay. We know it. We've seen it in our own lives. I don't think anybody looks back at our own life at 18 years old and said, man, holy shit. At 18, I had it all figured out. I was the sharpest knife in the drawer at 18. No, it doesn't work that way. When we're young, we're dumb. We make dumb decisions. We do dumb things. We have we're, we have dumb emotions that control our dumb lives doing dumb stuff. So anyways, hey, happy news story, right? All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. This is Jake with Radio Underland. Uh, we've uh, delved into some of the news a little bit. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at jake at radiounderland.com. Until next time, I will see you. Let's listen to some... Uh, to some Taylor Swift to calm us the hell down after all that. Well, I don't hear it coming through. Well, I was trying to get Taylor Swift, but it's not happening. So, you know what? I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a good one. See you.